Hello, and welcome to Overburdened, the podcast for postal workers. I'm Brandy Hughes. And I'm Kevin Hitchings. Today we're going to talk about cute puppies. And vicious. Ankle biting. <laughs> hounds? Hellhounds. Fur demons. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fur demons. Okay. As I'm sure anyone who works outside is aware, uh, animal interactions can be hazardous to your well-being. Or adorable. Or adorable, yeah. I guess I might as well start by saying I'm, I'm, uh, I have two dogs. You also have dogs. Um, and I, I am of the opinion that most dogs are not out to get you. And I, I tend to melt when I meet dogs on my route, but that's me. And I still take precautions the first time I meet a dog. But obviously they're animals and they can be unpredictable. Right. I got bit just over a year ago. The only time I've been bit. And the dog was walking down the street looking all happy and wagging its tail. And I'm guessing the strap from my bag hit it or something. And it turned and snapped at it, but it actually bit my leg really bad. My whole uh, whole leg was bruised. Like, Yeah, that was an ugly it was, it was huge and still got a pretty decent scar. I didn't think it got me that bad, but it obviously did. So even the friendly dogs, you never know. Um, so yeah, yeah, like I've talked to carriers who've been bit multiple times. I've even known some who have retired because they just didn't want to, didn't want to go back to delivering after, uh, after a particularly vicious incident. Yeah, I know there used to be one carrier that carried a sawed off hockey stick in their bag just for dogs, which I don't recommend doing, but people get very nervous around them. Um, it gives you something to put in their mouth other than you. Yeah. But dogs generally grab the first thing that they can get at, whatever's closest to them. So if you extend the mail to them, they will generally grab that mail, which gives you at least a little bit of time. But not the flyers. We've got to protect the flyers at all costs. Right. You know, don't bleed on those either if you do get bit. Very important to the corporation. So you probably know that the corporation says you should definitely stay away from dogs. You should always have your dog spray with you. Um and for sure, if you're if you know a dog is aggressive and you're approaching the yard, even if you don't think the dog can get out, it might be a good idea to have your spray in your hand and ready to go. Because I think we've all heard of people who've struggled to get their spray out of the little pouch or out of their pocket fast enough, and then ended up getting bit while they were busy trying to do that. Yeah, the way I hold mine, I can get it out pretty darn quick. And if I know there's going to be a dog, I'll have it in my hand. But it depends how you hold your mail, whether that's feasible or not. But really, I've had dogs come around the corner far faster. And I get my note pretty quick. You can't rely on the dog's player. The biggest thing is to just to be aware of all the signs of a dog. Of course, you know, if there's footprints or dog poop or even if the... Toys. Toys, of course. Even if the, like, the grass is just ripped up and it's all dirt in the yard. Like, most people don't keep their yards dirt for very long unless there's a reason. Like, that dog's mm. probably still stomping on it. Leashes, chains, of course, things like that. Right. And, and if you have to go into a yard that has a, a gate or even, like, a little half fence... It's probably a good idea to make some noise while you're opening that gate, just so that if there is a dog in there that you maybe didn't notice or that is new and hasn't had a chance to leave their mark on the yard yet, um, you know, I'll, I'll make little clicking noises, whistle if you can, I cannot, uh, hear puppy puppy, whatever, uh, whatever would get a dog's attention. Um, jingle your keys even. Um, just because you want, you want, if there is a dog there, you want them to come running out before you open the gate so that you still have the gate between you and them. So yeah, of course the biggest thing is just to avoid those dogs altogether. Um, some carriers carry dog treats with them. Uh, 
That's a hotly debated. It is. Uh, it encourages the dog to come to the letter carrier, which is going to freak out some other carriers, perhaps. Um, I've heard talk that maybe if you give the dog's treat and the, a term or relief comes in and covers your route, the dog's going to get angry that suddenly it doesn't have one. I don't think that's going to happen too often. I think it's more that the dog is uh, willing to approach somebody who maybe not be comfortable with it. Right. And yeah, because they'll come out being all like excited and run up to the person. And if that person doesn't know that dog normally gets treats from you, they're going to think, oh my God, this dog is running at me and is going to bite me. I had a dog run at me once at full force and just put on the brakes and slammed my leg and looked really embarrassed about it. But you know, if it was a different kind of dog or I was a different person, that really could have scared somebody. Yeah, I know. I know when I was still a relief carrier, I had a, a golden retriever run out of the backyard at me and uh, it knocked me down and it just wanted to lick my face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like terrified. I thought, oh my God, I'm done for. But yeah, no, it just wanted to lick my face and make friends. And the yeah. owner came out and got it, brought it back and everything was fine, but it really scared me. <laughs> yeah. So you should never assume a dog is secure either. I've heard of dogs coming through plate glass windows. Oh, yeah. After carriers. That's happened more than once. Or uh, sneaking around the owner when they come out to sign for packages. Yeah, when for sure. the pandemic ends. Uh, screen doors. That's happened lots of times oh, yeah. where a dog has pushed uh, someone, pushed through a screen door or even when someone's not there, just slammed through a closed one. Those latches aren't that strong. No, they're not. Um, I had a, a huge black dog break down a gate I, the g- whole gate was rattling when I was there and I got about four houses down and I heard a crash and turned around and this dog is running at me and uh luckily another lady had just come to their house for a signature and I just stepped into her house and closed the door that dog slammed into her door pretty quick to come after me um but the dog knew her and she was not scared of the dog and when she started yelling at it it ran from her but it was definitely coming after me <laughs> you're you're not as scary as I'm not as scary no the, uh, <laughs> that's funny yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of carriers will take the policy that if it's just a screen door between you and the dog, you don't even approach the house because you don't know how how strong that door is or whether the window's closed all the way or or whatever. Right. Um, I know I have some on my route where they'll be the dog will be up in the second floor window and it's just a screen and I I'm looking at the size of the window hole and thinking will that dog fit. <laughs> And a dog will come out of a second door story window sometimes. Oh, yeah, they don't think about how, if they're that excited to get you, they don't think about how they're getting down. So I know the corporation likes to talk in their floor talks about dogs, and they just say, be aware and, and move on, or get something between the dog, or throw your mail at it or something. They kind of do their brief overview kind of thing, their token message, then move on. But if you do get bit, of course, the C report always blames the employee for it. So, but... In a way, they're right. When it comes down to it, you do have to mostly protect yourself. It's not always as easily avoidable as they like to pretend. Oh, well, how many times have you heard of, like, a, a loose dog just roaming around the street? What are you supposed to do with that? Like, go hide in a vehicle or in a yard until the dog goes away? Yeah, if they come up <laughs> behind you, you may not even notice till you're right there. Oh, yeah, I had that happen once. Yeah. So, yeah, and I've had dogs come up and bump me in the back, and I didn't know they were there. You know, you're supposed to be paying attention to your mail and what you're delivering. And yeah, you have to pay attention to your surroundings. But how often do you look over your shoulder to see if someone's sneaking up on you? Yeah, and if they're not wearing a a collar with anything that makes a little jingle jangle noise, then Mm -hmm. um, you might not hear them coming either. Yeah. The big thing is, is just don't be afraid to skip a house or three or a block. If you see a dog uh, running around the street, go around the block, start again on the other side. You don't have to deal with that. Yeah, you don't have to deal with that at all. 
uh, just let them know what happened. And if they complain, talk to your L Josh uh, or your union rep about it. Uh, but if there is a risk, you don't have to deliver it, period. I'm also, I'm a firm believer in the um, being scary <laughs> approach. If a dog is being aggressive at you and you don't have another option to get away. Yeah, if you don't um, have an option. Yeah, like, I mean, if you can separate yourself from the situation, but if you're stuck there and you have nowhere to go, um, never turn and run because that's, that's chase. That's yeah. Suddenly it's a game, it's, it's the hunt is on and they're after you. Yeah, you back away slowly yeah. and you don't, you look in their direction, but not directly in their eyes because looking in their eyes is threatening. It may um, aggravate them a bit. But if you look in their direction, but kind of off to the side a little bit, that's uh, kind of a submissive dog thing and you can walk away a bit. I've also found that sometimes you can um, make a dog hesitate by being uh, somewhat assertive. Like uh, any dog that's been trained, if you say sit in an assertive, commanding tone, they immediately go to sit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I've even had dogs where you say, you know what, go home. And you just point away from you and say, go home. And the dog will like stop and look yeah. at you for a second. And then you say it again and they will go home. I find that's you kind know? of a one-time thing. If you yell at them, they'll stop. But if they don't stop, it doesn't matter how much you yell at them after that. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't work the first time, it's not going to work. Yeah, they either. commit to what they're doing. Yeah. But yelling also could get you some help if that dog's, you yeah. know. Yeah, I've had times where neighbors came out and went, oh, what's going on? And, you know, oh, you know, we'll we'll call the animal control for you or we'll call the police or, or oh, I'll go knock on the neighbor's other door or, like, the, the owner's other door yeah. so that they will come out and get the dog, you know. Owners are a problem i think mostly with small dogs too they don't think the small dog they don't take it seriously the small dog it's threatening yeah but if you get bit by a small dog uh especially if it gets a tendon they can still do a lot of damage on a Mm -hmm. tendon with even a small bite and no matter how small that dog is you're still going to the the minor emergency hospital and you're still getting a tetanus shot and you're still ruining your day and you still have all the infection risks uh and it just doesn't matter so yeah i don't have any problem um refusing mail because there's a shih tzu in the yard any more than I have a problem with a Rottweiler in the yard. But why risk it really? No matter, (laughs) no matter what, you know, because like I say, even a a tiny dog, you're still going, you should still be going to go with those shots. It still wrecks your, your day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you don't need that stuff. And then if it does get infected or like I say, it doesn't, it only takes a nick in a tendon, like a little teeny cut in a tendon to cause you some serious problems. So Mm -hmm. why risk it? And I've had way more problems with small dogs than I have with big dogs. And it's mostly because the owners don't take them seriously, I think. I know I've seen so many times where people get get bitten by a dog and it seems like it's minor. And I've seen supervisors tell them they probably don't need the tetanus shot or whatever because they don't want to have to fill out all the papers. I hear that a lot from supervisors. Supervisors are not doctors. No, they're not. And to me, I always say, look, if you're not sure or if you know that the dog broke your skin, go get the shot. Because it's so much better to spend the couple of hours getting the proper medical um, treatment than to like possibly have infection or or actually get rabies or, you know, whatever. That Um, angers me more than anything else on Eldrush since I've been doing it. When you get a supervisor out there who will say, do you need a modified duty form? You go to the doctor and they'll say yes. Well, go to the doctor then if you need a modified duty form, ask me. Uh, Or are you sure you're going to need a form? Do you really need to go to the doctor? You you never even imply that someone who is considering medical help should not get it. That's just irresponsible and ridiculous. 
Well, and the the real risk there is that um, that the injury might be more worse than you think it is because a lot of these a lot of these times, especially with a dog interaction, you're going to get adrenaline going and your body is going to be telling you you're fine. Well, they want you to feel <laughs> silly about uh, about your injury. Same thing with this at risk employees program or the frequently injured program. They just want to basically shame you from reporting any injuries, which is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so it doesn't look bad on on their numbers for the number of injuries or workplace incidents. Yeah, but everything should be reported. And if you feel you need to go to the doctor for any reason, no matter how minor it is, like it only takes one little prick if uh, through your skin. If that dog has, you know, bacteria in its mouth, which everyone, every animal has bacteria in its mouth, that yeah. can cause some serious problems. Like, you should be getting that checked real quick. Luckily, there's a doctor on my route. When I got bit, I just walked two blocks and walked into the office. Well, you could still walk, though. I mean, some people... Obviously, if you couldn't still walk, you wouldn't be yeah. even considering not going. But if you looked at the wound afterward, you'd swear I wouldn't have been able to walk. It was really yeah, gross was looking. Really, yeah. yeah, it was really bruised up. And it didn't hurt that much either. Like, I, I didn't think it got me that bad. But when you see it afterwards, it was way worse than I thought. But uh, I thought that was funny because you were showing us and you were you obviously couldn't see it. I couldn't it see well it properly. Yet. Yeah. It's on the back of your leg. And I was like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, well, it's just a, a couple of little puncture wounds. And no, it was swollen up in half my leg. And the and... supervisor and I were like, no, that's bad. That's really <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. So, yeah, it was gross, actually, when I saw it later. It was gross. I'm like, oh, oh well. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is with that dog spray... It's really only good if you're aware and you have it out ahead of time. Um, rarely do you see the dog and then have time to get it out. Um, I've used it twice. I don't recommend anybody hesitate to use it. If you're worried, use it. Use it. You know? Um, and it works really well. The second time I used it... It even uh, works on birds. Yeah, probably. The second time I used it, it... Uh, the dog wasn't a problem yet. I didn't think it was going to be a problem, but I was trapped in a yard. Mm. And I thought, okay, it could get over the fence. I'm not really concerned. I'll go with the back alley if I have to. But I shot it kind of three feet to the side of the dog just to test to make sure it was working because those things can clog up. And I thought that way I'll know it's ready if the dog does come. And shooting it like three feet to the side, and it, was a, it was a small dog, but uh, I still, you got to be ready because I don't get bit by even a small one, uh, maybe like a 20 pounder at most. But I shot it three feet to the side, and that dog instantly stopped and was gone down the street. Like, they're very sensitive to that stuff. No part of that. Yeah. And it wasn't even windy. Like, it didn't blow into their face at a good rate, and that thing comes out in a stream, not a spray. And yeah. I didn't think there was any chance any of that was getting out of the dog, but it instantly knew it was there, and it didn't want any part of that. It ran straight home. Um, the first time was a very aggressive dog with its ears back and growling and everything. And uh, I shot that and I hit it right in the nose and I saw the spray bounce up and spray into its forehead. Oh. So it got it full in both eyes. Um, and that one there, the owner was watching. They thought it was funny that this dog had me pinned there. And it was a pit bull type dog. Um, and the owner had two other similar dogs inside a fence that was less than two feet high. You know, if that dog would have bit me, um, Dogs will join the pack. Like, I could have had three dogs on me in a second. Mm -hmm. So, in that case, there's no way I was waiting. And, uh, yeah, that dog got it full in the face, and it was loud. It, <laughs> it was yipping, and it was gone. And uh, the other dogs looked confused, but they backed away too. And uh, the owner said nothing about it. Uh, it didn't even really seem to care. I said, you know, you probably want to, when that dog comes back, you probably want to rinse its eyes out. It'll be fine. 
but you're going to want to rinse its eyes with water. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Didn't seem to care. So not, not good. The people who don't, who don't. Some people just didn't, sh- shouldn't own animals. Yeah, they're not concerned that their animal is attacking people. I've seen people who, like, all of their neighbors go, oh, that animal's a problem. Those owners don't do anything about it. And and the owners, yeah, they just, they're not at all concerned until you bring animal control into the situation. They are not not worried in the slightest. And then they blame you for bringing in animal control. And it's like, well, if you kept your dog contained and properly trained, I wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, we had one lady yell at us. Uh, we went to do the El Josh investigation afterwards, and the first thing she said was, "You bleeps made animal control come out here." No, you made animal control come out here. You know that was it, the third incident with that dog. Yeah. So don't be afraid to contact animal control. The don't assume the supervisors are going to do it for you, uh, even if they say they have, unless you have a a, a report number or a case number. Uh, because I've seen multiple times where they claim to have have called and I ask, well, do you have the number? No. Uh, can you call and get it? Well, no, I actually didn't call. Well, why'd you tell me you did? You know, or they'll try and put the onus on the letter carrier knowing that they won't um, just because they don't want an angry customer calling them. But your safety is more important than them having to listen to an angry customer for a few minutes. Well, and, and not only your safety, though, because if that, if that dog is not... Um, being looked after properly and it's threatening you, it's probably threatening other people. It's probably threatening kids walking by on the street or the, the little old lady walking to the store or, you know, anyone walking down that, that street or going near that house. So it's not just about our safety. It's about the general safety of everyone who's out on the street. Yeah. And we're all, we're just there more often. Yeah. We're in relatively good shape. You know, we're carrying mail around and we're doing physical work. Not everybody out there is. But the small child or the 80-year-old person walking down the street or uh, even someone who's in good shape but just less aware of their environment, if a dog hits you in the back, gets you in the calf, and you're yeah. down, you're in trouble no matter what. You know? For sure. That's one of the most important things is stay on your feet. So on calling animal control too, uh, the city of Saskatoon bylaws where we are, and I'm assuming it's similar in somewhere else, uh, they have a bylaw for... For pets and they have another one just for dangerous animals and the first thing it says under the definitions or what causes an animal to be deemed dangerous it says an animal is dangerous where it is proved that the animal without provocation in a vicious or menacing manner chased or approached a person or domestic animal in an apparent attitude to attack so most of the other ones are a lot more obvious but this one here even if the animal just threatens you that's enough to call animal control Right, because like that's the first step uh, for an aggressive animal is to, to threaten. And then as they get braver and as they get whatever reward they're looking for out of that, and often that might just be that they get you to go away, um, next time they might actually attack. Yeah, what if there's someone who can't get away as quick, you know? Right. Someone just, or someone they're less scared of, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, if you're six feet tall and the dog's barking at you, it may be cautious about attacking you. But if you're shorter or smaller or lighter or whatever, the dog might just be less cautious about attacking a smaller person. And again, what if that smaller person is a child coming home from school the next day? That's something that animal control won't just come out on. That's something that literally defines the dog as a dangerous animal. Right. right? And in our bylaws, and again, I assume it's similar in other places, you can file an official complaint 
uh, and ask for it to be classified as registered as a dangerous animal. And those complaints have to be addressed by a judge, actually. And I know for around here, they are then required to put up a sign warning you that there's a, a dangerous animal. Yeah, there's a the few premises. few things they can do. If nothing else, it forces the homeowner to take it seriously. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, nobody wants to see an animal put down or um, disciplined. No. <laughs> but um, everybody has to has to think about the safety of everyone else. So. Yeah. The other objection I hear to that is people are worried that they are going to aggravate their customers. But, you know, most customers, if they get mad at you, they call and yell at the supervisor. I'm okay with that. Or they... Uh, <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> or they just stay in their house and they refuse to interact with you anymore, which is, you know, Yay. even better. You know? <laughs> and I always tell people too, you know, if uh, if the person comes out and they see the dog attack you or they know the dog attacked you, they're not, they might be boisterous at the start, but they're not going to come after you for reporting that. Uh, and if you report an animal who's just aggressive or acting aggressive, feel free to blame it on me. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> just say L. Josh was out there. I don't know what other L. Josh people think of that, but, uh, you know, say someone else from the corporation noted it or a neighbor phoned it in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can always pass the buck as long as, you know, as long as it gets, the results we're looking for is that the animal be contained, yeah. you know, so that it's not threatening you or other people or yeah. the relief carriers who are covering your route when you're on holidays. The best thing, of course, is if you ever see the owner, just say, hey, would you mind keeping the dog tied up? Uh, you know, it's, it is threatening or makes it awkward and I can't deliver the mail. And if they refuse, then you can say next time, you know, if you do report it, just say, hey, you know, I did talk to you once or twice. I think it's worth discussing how to meet a dog because <laughs> I know uh, there's an entire Facebook page of posties and the pals we meet if you want to see some cute animal photos uh, not just dogs um, but it's it's a thing that a lot of postal workers meet um, the animals on their route and and they get to be your friends sometimes and um, uh, for some of us it can be the highlight of your day someone who's always happy to see you um, but there's, there's kind of a, there's a, a safe way to develop those relationships. Um, so I would always recommend if you're going to meet an animal to do it when the owner is there. Um, if the owner has any advice about their dog's, um, triggers, things that they don't like. Well, ask the owner, of course. Too. Yeah. Yes. Always ask the owner's permission first. Um, and I would say if the owner is at all hesitant about having you meet their dog, that's probably a sign you shouldn't do it. Because if the owner is nervous, the dog is going to be nervous as well. They're going to pick up on their owner's um, emotions and they're going to be way more attached to their emotional state than your emotional state. So no matter how friendly you are, if the owner is nervous about you meeting their dog, the dog's going to be nervous as well. It's best just not to interact with the dog at all. I never interact with any of mine, but I know there's a lot of posies that aren't going to listen to that. They just love the dogs. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm kind of a, I melt when I meet dogs. Yeah. I always just <laughs> talk to the dog in a pleasant voice the first, well, every time I see it and just let them know I'm calm. So even if they do ever get out of the fence, maybe they, I've seen dogs get out of the yard accidentally too. Um, mm -hmm. There was one that was super aggressive and loud sounding and jumped up on a screen door and the dog door came open and it was like holy crap 
Yeah, I Am I going to get in trouble? Yeah. And they turn around and they run away. It's like, oh, didn't mean to do that. Sorry. I just closed the door in its face right quick. I didn't even close the door. Yeah, like I wasn't even up the yard or I wasn't even, wasn't even up the walk yet. Oh, I was right there. I was scared. But the dog's surprised and it's like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to do that. And I'm, am I going to get in trouble yeah. for breaking the door? And they go. So it's good to be friendly with the dogs, even if you're not interacting with them. So if they do get out, they're hopefully at least less aggressive. Uh, yeah. Most dogs, even if they sound aggressive, you don't want to take the chance. You don't want to assume. But uh, most dogs are yelling at you because they're just de- want you to go away. If well, they if they de- get they're defending their territory. Yeah. If you leave, they're good, and you can't blame them for being annoyed in a way because they tell you to go away, and next day you come back, and they tell you to go away, and next day you come back, and they tell you to go away, and next day you come back. Well, yeah, but every time you they know? tell you to go away, you do go away. For yeah. A little while. So it works. But they, they've also told you like 500 times. If you have to tell yeah. your kid 500 <laughs> times, you stop playing with something and they keep carrying it away. I have no idea what that's like. No. My youngest child is four. <laughs> that yeah. was sarcasm. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if that dog does get out, you want to have a rapport with it where it's going to give you a little extra time to leave. It, it knows you. It knows you're going to leave um, rather than taking the opportunity to attack you. I try not to hold it against the dogs, though. You know, some of them are aggressive. Sometimes they're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't assume they're going to attack me or whatever. But uh, I'm pretty calm about dogs in general myself. But you know, I'm always ready for it, right? Well, and a lot of a lot of dog owners rely on their dogs to let them know if someone's approaching their house or um, scare away possible intruders or whatever. You know, so like they like that their dog is barking and. Not always, not certainly not in the middle of the night, but I mean, they like that they're letting them know that someone's at their door or, or, you know, making sure that people don't just break in. Yeah, those are the worst dogs, actually, where the owner clearly has them. The system dog. Where the owner clearly has them for no other purpose whatsoever. Yeah. Then they're neglected. and Yeah, they're encouraged to be aggressive and they're neglected. Um, One of the dogs I have is because a person at our depot knew the owners were moving and didn't want to take the dog with them. Uh, so she asked if I could. And I went to pick up the dog. And the owners are like, yeah, there it is. And I'm like, you don't want to get, say goodbye? And they're like, no, we're in a rush, but see ya. Like, clearly had no... No emotional No attachment, attachment to this dog whatsoever. Wow. And it's uh, an insanely strong dog, but super, super friendly. Um, my other dog is much smaller and he just completely cowers to him. They'll they'll play fight all the time. Um, but even though the newer dog is, he's a much stronger, much, much stronger dog. If I bring out dog treats, he instantly goes to the far corner of the yard and he sits down and he waits for my other dog to finish eating. Uh, but if they got in a real scrap, the new dog would just destroy my old one. If you saw my dogs um, and you came into my yard. I live out in acreage, so that I let them be a little louder than most dogs. They chase porcupines and skunks around. If you saw my dogs, they would be scary. Whereas <laughs> my dogs, you would probably yeah. go, oh, you're so cute, and just scoop them up with one hand. <laughs> they will come in and jump and play with you. And But when you're driving up to the yard, uh, before they realize you're stopped, they get excited if you stop, and then they just want to play. But if you're driving by, they treat you like an animal, and they're just yelling, like, what are you doing? And they're scary looking. But I would be more worried probably about your little eight pound dog i haven't weighed my dogs but my one's probably 45 and the other one is not much taller but super solid i wouldn't be surprised if that's a 60 pound dog yeah and uh well but i mean there are dogs out there that are approaching adult human weight 
I had an 80 pound Rottweiler one time. Uh, she would never would have attacked anybody mostly because she was too lazy to. Mm-hmm. So this I, is, this is something that bothers me is the, the breed specific prejudices that people have yeah. where they always say things like, Oh, well that shit suits harmless, but that Rottweiler is dangerous just because it's a Rottweiler. But Honestly, I don't believe that the breed makes the dog vicious. I think it's the training. I had a friend come to stay with me for a week. I knew he was going to arrive in the city at around 2 in the morning. So I left, just left the door unlocked. And I thought, this is going to be hilarious. Because he's going to walk in the, into the house. And my Rottweiler, who had never met him before, is going <laughs> to charge him. And it's going to be hilarious. Because it's a fr- super friendly dog, right? <laughs> and I, I warned him that the dog was going to be friendly, but at the same time, two in the morning in the dark, an 80-pound Roddy is charging at you. You're going to crap your pants. Yeah. And I thought this is going to be the funniest thing in the world, so I waited up for this guy to come into the house, and he opens the door, and my dog lifts her head, and she goes, Oof. And then I heard her head hit the ground, and she was snoring. It's like, that is one kick-ass guard dog. <laughs> like, okay. You kept me safe. <laughs> yep. Didn't, didn't even check what was happening, you know, and, and that's a dog you, if you saw that dog in the yard, like, there's no way I would deliver to that dog, no matter how calm I looked. But so, yeah, you can't judge the breed. It's the owner. It's how well trained that dog is. And even then you don't, you know, just like people, you know, people have bad days. So do dogs. Do we? <laughs> Except for Brandy, who's always no, a delight. No, I do have bad days, <laughs> but they're always always created by management i heard there was a dog in regina one time that would uh recognize new posties and then go on the roof of the house and wait for the the um carrier to get right underneath the door uh before unleashing on it and just going nuts uh, this is some years ago here um i don't know about the new carriers yeah. thing but there was a dog it was over on um it knew its regular carrier wouldn't rush do it, home. But, yeah. it was over on rush home road and this dog would like climb up the shed at the back of the house and then onto the roof and then it would like be right above where the mailbox was yeah. barking at you like it couldn't reach you but it was terrifying to deliver the mail <laughs> which you didn't deliver i hope I think I did the first time because I didn't realize the dog was oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you don't know you what know, you do. You know, and then I was like, oh, my God, and, like, you take off. And then the next time you're just like, no, I'll just I'll just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of the worst dogs are the quietest. You have no idea they're there. If they're, they're barking, sneaky. if they're barking, it's because they want to warn you. If they're actually after you, they're not going to bark. They're just going to come at you, mm-hmm. you know. And I've seen some dogs hit the end of their chain hard. Those are the ones that are really dangerous. If they're Again, be cautious of all dogs. If they're barking you, they're warning you, and you may not necessarily know what they want. They may want you out of there right now. They may just want you to know they're there. Who knows? You know, you don't know what they're thinking. So they're they're letting you know you they're there for a reason. They're warning you of something. So you definitely don't want to provoke them. You definitely don't want to take them lightly. But, uh, yeah, if you don't see a dog, that's the most dangerous dog. My uncle used to have a dog that was completely black, and if it saw a, a truck come into the yard, it would run into the bush and it would hide, and it had uh, a white spot on its nose and it would actually kind of hide it like a polar bear would. You hear polar bears going camouflage, and <laughs> it would sit there completely quietly and it would wait for you to get out of the car and it would wait to hear the car door slam, and then it would open its eyes and it would charge you just because they knew it would scare the crap out of you. 
<laughs> and this dog thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It would wait for my uncle to come out and tell it to get down, and it would its tail would be wagging and be running circles around him, and you could tell like it was dog laughing, just the funniest thing in the world for this dog. <laughs> so, but yeah, you would have no clue that thing was coming, and if it was vicious and it had that same strategy, yeah, it would rip people apart. It'd be done. So yeah, I guess um, if you're in doubt as to whether you should go in, I would say don't. Well, even you know, if you're not in doubt, another... if that dog is loose, even if you're sure it's safe, don't. Yeah. It's a dog. Yeah. People that give dogs treats, most of them will throw the treat over the fence. Stick it through the fence the first few times, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> get my hand that close. But yeah, they're not hopefully going into yards with loose dogs either. And, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to refuse mail. That's the biggest thing. You know, if you see a dog two blocks down and you want to go around that and skip two or three blocks of mail, you're totally within reason to do that. Yeah, the mail can always go the next day or the next week or whenever the dog yeah. is no longer there. I heard one carrier, this was, uh, I don't know, about a decade ago before I started, I guess, So who got bit by a cat, actually, and it ended his career, I heard. A cat? Yeah, because, again, it got right into that tendon. Well, in... some cats get pretty big. I don't know if it's a big cat, but it got him in the back of the ankle and got that uh, Achilles tendon infected oh. and ended his career. Oh. Um, so, and, and yes, yeah, so it doesn't just apply to dogs. If you have an animal that's a, an ongoing problem, it is fair to ask or to get your supervisor to ask that the mailbox be moved to the outside of the yard, like to the outside of the gate. We've actually had more than one mailbox moved for pigeons, actually. For pigeons? Yeah. Those shady pigeons. Yeah, if there's pigeon crap all over the place, that's a health hazard and a slipping hazard. And who knows if they're nesting. I don't know if pigeons ever get aggressive, but some do, birds do. We've had aggressive crows, actually, where someone couldn't deliver for a couple of weeks because of a crow nesting there. That was a crow the or a raven. The starlings are really bad for that, too. They get really defensive of their nests when, they're, when they have babies. Oh. Yeah, and, and if there is actually, a, if you do actually report an incident to your supervisor about an aggressive animal, they usually... <laughs> what do they call that letter they take out um they they bring this um is it a letter of understanding or something that they just, just called a notice start that again yeah. just called a notice or something anyways your supervisor will, will bring out a, a a letter a notice that they present to the customer and the customer reads it and it basically says that they're responsible for keeping their animal contained and for making sure that it's safe for the letter carrier or the MSC or whoever to come and deliver mail to their home. And uh, they have to sign it, they have to give it back to your supervisor, and then um, they've agreed that it's their responsibility to, during normal work hours, which can get pretty late these days, to keep that animal contained. Um, so if they're not doing that, then you know, you have the right to to stop delivering to their home. Yeah, and if they don't do that, they're making the choice not to get mail. That's not your problem, really. Right. If they choose not to get mail because they choose to leave their animal out, they've made that choice. I don't think anyone should feel bad about not delivering to a property that's not willing to take minimal efforts to keep you safe. Yeah, and and just because they say, oh, well, he's harmless, he only has two teeth, or whatever their excuse is, doesn't mean that it's safe for you to go in. And one thing they always say is, well, the dog's never bit anyone before, and then we go out for a bite investigation, the first thing they always say is, well, that's the first time it's ever bit somebody. Well, <laughs> you know. Okay, there always has to be a first time. There always has to be a first time, and I'd rather it not be on my leg. Yeah. 
if you have uh, had dealings with an aggressive animal, um, you may be kind of embarrassed about this, but it's totally normal <laughs> to feel a little bit of um, stress about that. And you might even have some symptoms of like PTSD, post-traumatic stress We've had disorder. people go to the plant just because they couldn't face delivering again after even yeah. what m- some people would perceive as a minor dog attack. Yeah. Well, and that one that you were talking about earlier where the customer blamed us for involving animal control, I honestly, for the next probably month, when I walked by that section of my route, I would get nervous. I could, My heart rate would come up and I would start breathing shallow and I was thinking, geez, like you're really upset about this. But I mean, I eventually worked through it, but... Um, you know, it's not it's not anything to be ashamed of that you have those emotional reactions. It is a it is a natural response, and an effort to protect your mental and physical health. Even the small dog bite that doesn't seem that serious. The fact that you know most people don't take those small dogs serious, and the fact that you could have been seriously injured by something seemingly safe can be traumatic for people. You know. Yep. So yeah, don't feel any uh, hesitation. Don't hesitate to reach out to a social steward or whoever you need to and just say this bothered me or whatever, you know. Um, social stewards aren't going to judge. And if you're talking to someone outside, you know. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter how big the dog was. The fact of the matter is that you were you were put at risk. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Uh, even if the dog doesn't bite you, just the fact that you were put in a dangerous situation can be traumatic for people. Um, and you hear all the time, uh, with paramedics and police officers and stuff, they'll say, you know, I, I've been to 75 accidents this year and all of them were worse than this one, but this one really got to me. You don't need to explain why it got to you. Yeah. You know, sometimes something just bugs you. Uh, you don't know why and it triggers something subconscious. Um, there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. And you might even find that years, months, years, later when you think you're past it something might trigger that response in you again and um it's not backsliding it's not it's like you said it's it's nothing to be embarrassed about it's just you know you've got those connections in your brain and and something just just brings that up again and you might feel all of those emotions again and it could be an 80 pound rottweiler that doesn't bother you at all with that incident and then you do see that shih tzu a year later and somehow it triggers the Rottweiler response, yeah, Yeah. that didn't bother you the first time. Now suddenly it's coming through this little Shih Tzu or wiener dog or whatever. Yeah. It can happen. Happens, yeah. So. Hey, those wiener dogs, they can be quite aggressive. And also adorable, even when they are aggressive. they are. They are adorable, (laughs) I agree. But they they tend to only like a few people. Yeah. um, Is what I've been told. I find them most adorable when they're super fat too, and they already have back problems just from being like wiener a dogs. Belly dragon on the ground. I know. They <laughs> and the puppies are just hilarious. Yeah. The poor neglected fat puppies are the cutest. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, just to add on here, don't be afraid to to an- anonymously talk to the SPCA or leave a tip if you see a dog that's just not being taken care of on your route. The dog may not be aggressive because it may not be in any physical shape to be aggressive. And uh, we have seen that in our depot, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. We've seen neglected dogs. Dogs that are left uh, tied up outside all the time, no matter what the weather. Or I've seen dogs that are left out on a balcony all the time. And the balcony is just covered in in dog feces. And, you know, they're barely fed or they're fed just like junk. 
And the SBCA is not going to tell the owner who complained. You don't have to tell them you're the letter carrier or anything. You just have to say, hey, there's a neglected dog. Can you please sort this out? Um, yeah. And it's unfortunately something we have to do. Just like if you saw a neglected child, unfortunately that's happened too, where yeah. people have had to call social services or put in a complaint. And that's not just for the dog, you know, uh, those dogs that are neglected are more likely to snap. So it is a safety hazard for you and no animal should have to live like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, if it does get resolved, then maybe you don't have to have that little bit of heartbreak yeah. every day when you walk by. The dog I got from that, uh, other route, I believe that letter carrier actually asked the person, it's like, Hey, this dog is kind of, I wouldn't recommend confronting a homeowner like this. But the person actually said, hey, your dog's kind of lonely out there. Would it be okay if I found it a home? Because she just felt bad for this dog. And she would mm-hmm. go into the yard and fill up its water bowl for it because she knew the homeowners wouldn't, you know? Yeah, she's she's a really sweet individual. She's rehomed a lot of dogs in this city over the years, I think. Yeah. So I don't know if you generally want to <laughs> do that. All legally. Yeah. I don't believe she's ever stolen anyone's dog. <laughs> So yeah, um, reporting something like that is really doing a favor to the dog. Um, a puppy I had a long time ago, um, though it was full of worms, the vet couldn't believe that it was still alive and you couldn't see the dog. Um, it was probably six weeks old and we saw the grass moving and my friend said he knew these people. He was going to go ask if I had one of the puppies and those people didn't know the dog had had their puppies yet. It was six weeks old, at least, and bloated so big with worms that the vet couldn't understand how it was still alive. And she said, even if we medicate this dog, it probably won't make it. And luckily, um, it did pull through. It lived probably 15 years. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you're really doing the animal a favor. But, yeah, again, some people just shouldn't own animals. So I'll find some pictures of my dogs playing, and I'll put that on the Facebook page as well. To keep Brandy Shih Tzu company. And we will talk to you next week. In the meantime, uh, if you have any questions or comments or dog pictures you want to send to us, send them to overburdenpod at gmail.com. Have a good week. And stop putting bacon in your socks. <laughs> I would never waste bacon on socks. Uh, no, no. <laughs>